I don't have to tell anyone it's Ash Wednesday. That's why we're here. And if you go to any parish church today, practically any time of the day, you'll find a church full of people who come to receive ashes. So that's that's known. In fact, people show up who you, you never see except on Ash Wednesday, or you don't even know they're Catholic, they just show up because people recognize there's something special about this day. And and in a sense that the 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 practice that gives this day its name, meaning the imposition of the ashes, even that doesn't require a lot of explanation. It seems to speak for itself. It's such an unusual gesture, practice. You don't do it any other time. And why would you do it? Back in the Christmas season, someone gave me a red hat with white trim, little white, little pom-pom on the on the end of it. I wore it to a couple of Christmas parties. And no one said, why are you wearing that hat? Because everyone knew it was Christmas time, festive time of year. You do things to express the joy of the, of the season. Well, the imposition of ashes is, is as obvious as that, you could say, or more obvious. It's clearly not a festive time. It's not a, a, a funny thing to do. It's not a game. It's not entertainment it's something serious something that counters that tendency to to be superficial and to look for pleasures it's it's an acknowledgement that something is is urgent here it's time to change it's time to recall that we are dust and that we will return to dust and that's a good thing to do it's not something that perhaps you would wake up thinking, oh, I can't wait till I return to dust. <laughs> but it's a good thing to recall the reality of our situation, that we will not be in this life forever, in this world forever. And therefore, what we do now is significant for what happens later. It, it's not as if we can just go on as if nothing will ever change. Something will change. We will return to dust. How do we want to live in the meantime? Well, the ashes remind us that the way to live is to turn away from sin and follow the gospel. So that's this day, Ash Wednesday, a reminder of our mortality and a call to repentance. But it's also the first day of the Lenten season. It's not just a one-time event that we get marked with ashes and then back to life as, as usual. No, this is, this is not the conclusion of our, our journey of repentance. It's the beginning. You don't complete a whole journey all at once. The important thing is to start. To start. If we don't start, well, we never get anywhere. So today we start. And the gospel gives us the three significant practices that, that we need to take on in order to make progress through that. Not just something to do today, but something to guide us for the next 40 days. And the practices are prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Which correspond to the three relationships. Our relationship with God, our relationship with others, and our relationship with ourselves. In relationship with God, prayer. In relationship with others, almsgiving, or giving, or charity. In relationship to ourselves, 
self-discipline, self-sacrifice, fasting. Jesus says the one thing we should not do is do these things for other people to see. That just ruins the whole thing. Then whatever benefit there is in doing these three practices, prayer, fasting, almsgiving, is lost if we are doing it simply for show. In fact, what that does is make us hypocrites. So he says, don't do it for show. Do it in secret. Do it from within the heart. Do it in a way that only God knows what you're really up to. That's, that's, a, that's an art that we learn as we practice it. For now, it's important, since we're just at the beginning of the journey, it's important for us to choose specific and practical ways to, to put these three disciplines into our life. Specific and practical ways. Don't just say, I'm going to be a more religious person, I'm going to be a more spiritual person, I'm going to be a better person, I'm going to be a kinder person. That won't change anything. No. Choose something that will strengthen your relationship with God. Whatever it, whatever it is, and you're free to choose. There's lots of things to do. I'm going to read the gospel every day. I'm going to pray the rosary every day. I'm going to spend time in meditation every day. I'm going to, whatever, go to Mass every day. Something, but make it specific and practical. What about in my relationship with others? How am I going to practice love of neighbor? Well, actually, but the, church, the church reminds us that our practice of love of neighbor is connected to our practice of denying ourselves. What we, what we give up for our own sake should somehow be for the benefit of others. <clears throat> and the whole purpose of, of focusing on almsgiving or love of neighbor is to, to get out of ourselves and direct what is good toward the benefit of others. Many of you know, maybe everybody, the, the bishop asks us to make a special gift today based on our fasting today, uh, to make a gift to the, uh, the feeding program for the malnourished children, the Hapagasa program, the Fast to Feed program. Every year, Bishop Mercado encourages us to do this, and in all the parishes, there's a second collection. Well, we don't do second collections here, but the, the, the only collection that we have here will, go all, will all go to that special uh, program to feed the children. So it's a good example of what we give up will benefit someone else. So the, the connection between almsgiving and fasting. But, but for the Lenten practice, Lenten season, don't just give something to the Hapagasa today and then forget about it. What, how will you practice love of neighbor in Lent? What can you do differently? Maybe you have to pick a specific neighbor, someone you have a hard time getting along with, or someone you neglect or a relationship that you haven't been too, uh, too careful with. I recently was told that uh, a practice recommended by some, some pastors, since a lot of people in, in Lent, they give up their, their practice of social media or they cut back or they fast from social media. Well, one way to turn that into something positive is to, instead of spending time scrolling or, 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 or sending silly uh, tweets or, or whatever, Instagram messages, choose someone that you, that you don't normally reach out to and send them an email or send them a letter or, or text someone who you know would really appreciate being remembered. So it's, it's a good way of connecting the fasting with the, 
almsgiving. Okay, the fasting, the prayer, relationship with God, almsgiving, or any, any acts of charity for the benefit of others. And then fasting, we, we all need to practice self-denial. Because if we don't do that, our flesh takes over. I think we know this. I think that's why people appreciate a time of Lent, because it's hard to get out of the bad habits that, that creep in over time. And we need a push. We need help. We need a, a, a communal effort to overcome our laziness or our self-indulgence or our neglect. Uh, and, and fasting is a deliberate step against those tendencies that we all have, the tendency to satisfy ourselves. So when it comes to Lent, choose something. Choose something specific and practical that you will deliberately not do or not take in or not practice. Not simply to create a void, although there is a benefit in that, but also to turn that energy outward toward the benefit of others. Okay, that's just a starting point, a few points of reflection for Ash Wednesday. What people remember about Ash Wednesday is the ashes, so I won't keep speaking. But remember, this is the beginning of a 40-day journey of preparation for Easter, a 40-day journey of conversion. Well, let's start well so that we can finish well.